This is the third video in scaling your property business. And in this video, I'm gonna cover three really important things for you. The first one is maximizing your time, both in terms of time management, set management, but also delegating tasks. The second one is networking. So having a good network around you and having a power team and the importance of that. And third, making sure that A, your properties are in good repair, but B, keeping good records and making sure that you are on top of your finances because most businesses struggle or go under because they've not kept on top of their finances. So finances are the blood flow of any business and that applies to property more than, if not as much as any other business. Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax-saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. As a business owner, one of the big challenges you're going to have, and we all have, by the way, so do I, is maximizing your time and managing your time. And self-management of time is incredibly important. And this is even difficult when you're starting off because you're enthusiastic, you want to try and do everything you can because you don't have the cash or the funds available. Uh, so you kind of become all things to all people and a jack of all trades. And as tempting as that is, I think if in your mind, the main thing you want to do is scale up, which most people do want to do to some extent, depending on their own situation, enthusiasm, circumstances, aims, ambitions, uh, objectives, is even if you can't afford to employ somebody, you should look at the gig economy, so freelancers, subcontractors, outsourcers, and there's lots of websites out there uh, which offer these people, but there's also people locally you can find and nationally who can do some of the work for you. Uh, because I think you want to make sure you have enough free time so you're working on your business to grow it rather than just being a busy fool where you're trying to do anything and everything uh, to save money. Uh, and there has to be a balance there. And this is why I think it's incredibly important to be strategic in terms of where am I going? How am I going to get there? And what do I need in order to get there? And most importantly, how do I know I'm there? So those are some of the things that you ought to be thinking about uh, and manage your time effectively and keep kind of the, the big picture in mind and make sure you're working towards uh, your business plan. Because unfortunately, what I find is, having been in business for the best part of 20 years now, is most people's business plan never becomes reality because they're good at articulating what they want sometimes, uh, but not so good at making it happen because they, they deviate or don't stick to what they said they would do. And of course, life's fluid, business is fluid, things change. Uh, but if you have a clear strategy in terms of where you want to get to, then I think it's important you stick to it. And if you change direction, there should be good reason for you to do so. Because the last thing you want is work all year. And at the end of the year, think, well, I haven't made that much progress really. And what I wanted to do, I didn't achieve because I got too busy doing the things that I shouldn't do. So delegating is an, is an art, it's a skill, and there's only one way to learn it, which is do it. So give away as much as you can to other people. And what I found through my experiences is, initially I thought nobody can do the jobs as well as I can. Now I'm at the stage where I know there are people who can do most of the jobs 
uh, in my business much better than I can. I have to find those people, support them and challenge them at the same time uh, and let them do what they do and the outcomes are better than what they would be if I did the work myself. So delegate as much as you can, that's important. And as we're talking about delegating, I'll share an example with you. So I spend a lot of time on right move, Zoopla, talking to agents, looking around properties, uh, and like most businesses in property, sometimes you have to kiss a lot of frogs before you find a prince. Uh, and by that, what I mean is sometimes you end up looking, spending hours on websites, talking to people, looking at properties, 10, 15, 20 plus properties before you find the one that you're looking for. And that was taking me hours every single week because we do quite a few deals. Uh, and then I came across uh, deal sources and started working with them. Now, not all deal sources are deal sources and not all of them are what they make out to be. So your job is to find one that's really good. And through time, I found a couple of really good ones. So now I save a lot of hours every single week because my deal sources know what deals I'm looking for, what areas I'm looking for, what my budget is, how I want to structure the deal. So they do all of that homework for me, present deals to me, and then I decide whether the deal works or not uh, in terms of my own specific criteria, but also then looking at the uh, margins by doing an appraisal. Uh, and I think you should do the same uh, if you're serious about scaling your business. Now remember, uh, the last project I did was for 21 flats, uh, which is a conversion. From that, I jumped to a 49 home new build project. That's a massive increase uh, in terms of scale and size. And the way I did that was I, was I was able to delegate tasks. I was able to build a team around me of people who I knew could do 49 houses or build 49 houses, because uh, I'd never done that before. Uh, and now we're making that happen. That's all happened through delegation or delegating work and also having a strategic view in terms of what we're looking to achieve. Next, it's important to have your network around you. And as my friend Rob Moore says from Progressive Property, your network is your net worth. And he's absolutely right, by the way. So you've got to go out there and you've got to talk to people. And now I know for some people, uh, networking isn't exactly their most favorite task and it's daunting for them and they might be introverts or they might be a, a little bit shy. But I think once you go out there and start talking to people, most of us kind of are, are okay at it. Uh, and I have no desire, by the way, to becoming the world's most, you know, best uh, networker. I'm all right, I kind of manage. I, once I'm there, I don't look forward to going to networking events, but once I'm there, I'll mingle in and, and talk to people. And inevitably, as you, you've been in any industry for a while, there'll be two, four, six, eight people who end up knowing you. So that starts the conversation and then you start obviously meeting other people. Um, on that note, by the way, if you go to a networking event, you're there to meet new people and catch up with old friends and associates. So don't spend all your time uh, talking to one or two people who you already know, uh, because that's not the objective. Force yourself to meet at least one or two new people uh, and get to know what they're doing, they'll get to know you and start building up uh, your contacts. Uh, because I can tell you, most of the challenges that I've had, most of the issues that I've had, most of the growth that I've had has come through my network 
because if I can't solve something, I'll go to the network and they'll uh, help and support me. If I need a certain person to, to do a job and I can't find them, my network will find them. This could be deal sources, this could be brokers, this could be contractors, subcontractors, electricians, plumbers, anything and everything that I've needed from a website uh, to uh, e email marketing, social media marketing, my network has been able to recommend people to me so I've had to spend less time uh, trying to find people and I've been because they come recommended they end up being really good people because they've done work for people who I know like and trust so spend time networking uh, and make that an important task after a while obviously you'll establish a reasonably decent network so you have to spend less time on it but at the start spend a lot of time on it because the more that you get to know people the more that you get to know the industry the better you'll become in terms of achieving outcomes and our objectives because you'll have good people around you alongside your network of course you need to have a good power team so this is your accountant your solicitor estate agent bank manager contractor subcontractors anybody and everybody who you need around you to help assist and support you planning consultant architect uh, these are really important people and they are going to support you through your projects and the kind of power team you need depends on what you're looking to do uh, so because we're building new homes I need a construction director I need a site manager I need a deputy site manager these are really important people and a project manager now if you're doing flips you won't need these people but, but you'll need a good builder you'll need a, a, a building surveyor you may need an architect if you're doing an extension or you're adding value. You may need a, a planning consultant. So you, so you need to make sure your power team complements the kind of work that you're looking to do. Uh, and it's important to have them on board because you don't know everything. And you need experts around you who do know stuff that you don't know so they can help and guide and direct you uh, towards what you're looking to achieve. Uh, and building a power team takes time. And the people who are in my power team might not be right for you, by the way, uh, because I work in a particular way and I communicate in a particular way and those people gel with me. Uh, you'll have a different way of working. You'll have different values. Uh, so you need to find people who fit in with your values, fit in with the way that you communicate, fit in the way that you work, fit in with your goals and aspirations. Uh, and it takes time to build a good power team. But once you've got one, boy, oh boy, uh, are you going to really make some good progress? So spend time in creating a really strong power team of people who have your best interests at heart. As you scale up, one thing you have to do consistently is repairs and maintenance. Now there's nothing worse than having a neglected property. So I think it's incredibly important that you do your repairs and maintenance as you go along. Look after the properties, uh, because if you do, you'll have tenants who stay with you longer. You'll have properties when they become vacant. If they do, uh, we should be let out quicker. And if you don't repair stuff, as you know, things get worse. So something like, let's say, a few damaged tiles on the roof might cost you, let's say, 500 pounds to repair. I'm just making up the number for the purpose of this video. And if you neglect that and leave it, before you know it, uh, the entire roof or half the roof needs repairing and it's been leaking and then, then you the internals and the, the ceiling, the walls, the, the floors need to be replaced or repaired. And so a 500 pound uh, job now becomes, let's say, a 15,000 pound job. 
uh, and you don't want that. So repair your properties uh, regularly. I can tell you the people who do do uh, repairs regularly end up having tenants for longer and end up having really good properties. So yeah, I think that's important to budget that in your uh, accounts uh, and in your uh, affairs so that you spend uh, enough money on keeping your properties in tip-top condition. Alongside that, it's important to keep good records. So from a financial point of view, you can use things like Xero, QuickBooks, and then there's other software if you're managing your own properties or if, you're, if you've got a letting agent, they'll do that bit for you. Uh, but having a good record is incredibly important. As we progress, you've got something called making tax digital. Uh, so depending on the size of your business, you have to file quarterly returns anyway. Uh, but even if you don't meet that particular criteria, you need to make sure you, all your records are kept in, a, in a one safe place and everything is done properly so that you can file your, your accounts. If HMRC look at your affairs, everything's uh, in order. But most importantly, you know where you are. Uh, the one thing that never fails to surprise me is when I ask most business owners how much profit they're making, they say, I'll tell you at the end of the year when my accountants prepared my account. Well, that's the worst answer you can give me, really, uh, because you should know on a month-by-month -month basis exactly where you are in terms of income and expenditure. So, uh, so at the end of the month, give yourself two or three weeks, a week if it is better, but give yourself a, a couple to, th to three weeks to do the previous month's accounts uh, so you know exactly how you've performed. So by month 10 or 11, you should know uh, what your end of year profit's going to be because you're nearly at the end of the year anyway. That way nothing comes as a surprise. If things aren't going to plan, you're giving yourself many more opportunities to change our direction and achieve the targets that you set out at the start of the year. If you wait till the end of the year, the year is gone. And then your accountant says, you've made, let's say, 30 grand profit. And your target was to make 90,000 pound profit. Well, what are you going to do about it? Nothing. Because you, the year is gone. But if in month one, you're not on target, month two, you're not on target, then you give yourself another 10 months to change things around to help you catch up with the first two months, but also get back on track to hit that 90,000 pound goal using my other example. So it's important to keep records for compliance purposes, but most importantly, for your own purposes, so you can exact, track exactly how you're doing. And then you can have meaningful conversations with your accountant and your team or your finance director, depending on the size of your business, to say, now, how do we make sure we're consistently hitting our targets, uh, achieving and overachieving on a monthly basis? What's really important is that you're not in this alone. Remember, there's a lot of property investors in this country, uh, and most of them start off being accidental landlords, and then some of them go into property as a full-time or a part-time business. So you don't have to know everything yourself. Uh, you can have a good network, have a good power team, uh, join uh, groups on social media, build connections, make friends, you're going to enjoy the journey and you don't have to do everything on your own. Other people have usually been down the path that you're going, yet their situation, their circumstances might be different to yours, their background might be different to yours, but usually that you'll find plenty of common ground. So you don't have to do it all alone, that's really important, but alongside that, uh, every different, every property deal uh, ends up being different for a number of reasons. So you'll have, you'll come across new challenges, and challenges are good because in order to grow, we need to address challenges and overcome challenges. And it's not about overcoming the challenge; 
It's about what we become by going on that journey and going through that particular process. And then you'll get to a stage at the end of having done three, four, five, six projects where you've got good people around you, uh, you've got more confidence, you understand property better, uh, and you'll be able to then have the confidence to really scale up your business hugely. Now, I've met some people who started 10 years ago with no property and started with uh, HMOs or rent to rent. Today, they've got portfolios of 100 plus. I met a guy uh, a couple of days ago and I'll be interviewing him uh, in due course. And you'll see the interview. He's building 3,000 units every single year. That's a huge amount of property. Most of them, by the way, what's interesting is he keeps them. He doesn't sell many of them. He sells a, a handful, but not that many. And he started in 2006. So, and now it's 2021. So he started 15 years ago and he's building a huge amount of property and he's pretty young and enthusiastic. So I took a lot of inspiration from, from that and that's why I'm gonna interview him. But whether you wanna build 3,000 units a year or build one unit a year or not, or build nothing and just refurbish or just have bite lets, be clear on your strategy and then rely on other people around you to help you grow. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.